Hey, welcome back to Ride to Rune. In the adventure today, we start out eight years after uh, since the events of the last session. Um, so we're just going to take a few minutes to go through each of the players and describe what they've been up to as uh, characters for the last eight years. I'll start things off with Earl. Uh, Earl the Young now stands as Lord of the Ethiod, and the past eight years have been a campaign of bloody combat as orcs continue to press the Ethod away from outlying rural areas. Um, there's still villages in the region to attend to agriculture, but Framsburg has been tested for space and resources as refugees from uh, the rural areas continue to pour in. The people know that Earl is doing his best under the circumstances, so he's liked as a lord, but the situation is tense. Much time and effort has gone into training all able-bodied citizens to be able to defend themselves, not only against orc attacks, but Framsburg itself has experienced clandestine attacks seemingly targeting random citizens by the tenants of stone, who have now turned into uh, a more aggressive group and more secretive uh, much effort has gone into trying to track them down, but they've always evaded capture and uh, discovery. So Offerkin is off in the wind and still sending his um, people to attack the citizens of Framsburg. In the past eight years, what has Dren been up to? Well, besides growing up uh, and learning his place at the side of his lord, Dren has um, stopped his farce with Theotis and kind of uh, adopted a kind of more shadowy to the lord's approach. Um, wherever Earl is found, you can see Dren, but maybe not see him as he's gotten more into his roots a little bit. Sticking to shadows, um, being a bit of a uh, kind of roguish type, but also at the same time more courtly and more um, upstanding in society, gaining a little bit of renown. Um, hearing the um, upset in the south in Gondor, Dren um, knowing that they will be called at some point to go to Gondor's aid because of how rough things are getting there. Heads off, uh, rides by himself south. He um, bands up uh, specifically with an individual named um, Borondir and helps him fight some Bel... Uh, how would you pronounce it, uh, Bernie? It's Balkoth? Balkoth, yeah. Some Balkoth Easterlings. And gains some standing and uh, a little bit of a uh, Gondorian's um, inspiring presence to him before returning to his comrades uh, later um, to help them. Um, well, we'll see where that comes. He's returning north now. Hmm. And you've also come back or with a, 
You've also come back with a piece of Gondorian armor, haven't you? Yes, yes, ancient <clears throat> Gondorian armor, glinting and shiny, making him proud and boastful and uh, inspiring. Excellent. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Theodos because I forgot to mention before that one of the victims of the Tenants of Stones attacked was Guthor and Theodos' father, Gardred. And in his absence, Guthor and Theodos have actually really um, uh, made up for their past, I guess, behavior uh, by filling in that space that Gardred used to occupy. And they've really um, pulled, pulled their head in the game. And, and you've noticed, especially in the last three or four years, have really been committed to helping their people, especially as the situation with the orcs and the Tenants of Stone becomes more and more dire. Both of them have become reasonable and daring fighters in their own right, earning the respect of their lord. Uh, okay, let's go over to Frazen. What's Frazen been up to? Frazen, uh, cautious to a fault as he is, uh, could never really shake the feeling of anxiety from the orc's last warning that it was just the beginning of their attacks. And so over the years, he's been working closely with the city guard, forward scouts, and Earl and just making sure that should that warning ever come to fruition, that they'll be prepared. And uh, in the off time, when he's not doing that, he did find a nice lady to uh, settle down with and become betrothed to. And he's also picked up a squire to assist him. Excellent. Uh, what's what's the uh, what's his uh, betrothed's name? Uh, so her name is Eofara. Eofara. Okay. Uh, and, thanks yeah. for that, mate. And over to Aldor. What you got for us? Uh, Aldor became a lawmaster for Earl. He was devoting the time that he wasn't out with Earl to study and research. And uh, one night when Aldor passed an invitation to dine with his family to go on an expedition with Earl, the Tenants of Stone targeted his house, killing his family and burning his childhood home. Aldor uh, developed a much shorter fuse and an outright hatred for the Tenants of Stone. Um, on one expedition, Aldor found Whistlewind, his new bow, and he vowed that he would use it to end Othrakan's life and the life of any that he may love or hold dear. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, just so people listening are aware, over the last eight years, players were responsible to do some uh, corruption tests, uh, so wisdom rolls, that represented uh, how many permanent points of shadow in Boats of Madness that they had got along the way, and Eldor had a pretty pretty rough eight years. Uh, he failed all of his roles, <laughs> <laughs> so taking he took as much. Um, he had four points of permanent shadow added, and had experienced four boats of badness along the way. Um, so pretty significant changes to Eldor's character. He's it's been a hard eight years for him. Okay, uh, Kelwin, what has she been up to? Um, Calwyn has been uh, managing the refugee uh, situation and kind of a never-ending job as they keep pouring in from the orc attacks around and she's had to develop um, more insightful skills and more um, inspiring skills just to just to be able to help these 
people, rebuild their lives from nothing, um, sending them hopefully into into uh, areas of the city that they would be suited to working in. Um, therefore, having to work with her friends, which she enjoys greatly. So, in essence, she's maybe the uh, music has taken a bit of a backseat just because she's had to become more like one of the subjects of her songs as opposed to someone writing all the songs. Um, and she's even found the courage to say, hey, life's a bit too short. Um, and she did write one song, which she sang for Earl when they were alone, um, after which she decided to run away because <laughs> she couldn't bear the whatever came next, whether it was good or bad, because she had decided to finally confess her feelings for him um, instead of just hiding the shadows. So, yeah, she's continuing to um, take care of the refugees and, and guide them in their ways sure. and hide from Errol. Sure. So <laughs> so we did uh, talk a little bit about how there's there's an understanding between uh, Earl and Kelwin, um, shared affection, shared... Uh, mutual feelings and uh, especially for Kellen because she's been uh, devoting her time to caring for the refugees well she's well loved by the people already and there are many who um, many in the city who already recognize her as the lady of Framsburg because of her work there and and her obvious uh, closeness to Earl um, so that's where we open our session today Earl has called all of you to court um, in anticipation of a guest that's arrived to the city that he believes he will need your advice with. And we'll open there today. So the scene opens with Earl sitting on... It's not really a throne, I guess, in the keep. It's it's just more sort of like a, a chair in front of a desk where uh, Earl hears the problems of his people and and uh, makes decisions and uh, it's it's sort of it's definitely more of a office sort of environment compared to the way his father had it set up and um, our scene opens there my friends it is glad you have I'm glad you have come today bit of a strange one for you today oh I forgot how early the sun raises in the north. And our guest, who are we We are uh, meeting with today, I understand, rose before the sun itself. It seems he is very eager to make his request known. I thought I'd have the very best of my advisors here to deal with this situation, and here all of you are. And I know that we'll make the best decision for our lands together. Alright. But it has been Can some time since guess? we've... Oh. Do you remember, years ago, we had a bit of an adventure, didn't we? Where we discovered a item that went missing from a certain caravan. Well, it seems someone's come to claim it today. And what claim do they have to it? 
The claim that it was he who commissioned my father to retrieve the item. And uh, he looks up at the guards at the door. Send in a guest. The oh, door God. opens wide, and the white wizard, Saruman, enters the keep. Oh, excuse my tongue, sir. I thought you were a wild man because, never mind. And Tren kneels and just says <laughs> nothing else. Saruman does not seem to uh, be particularly taken aback by that. Doesn't ask you to rise or anything, but just acknowledges that you're kneeling with a very slight nod. Uh, his staff tapping on the ground as he walks across the floor uh, toward Earl. As a daughter of the uh, Storward, Kelwin would be trying to assess him to see if he deserves entry. Okay, roll an insight. Eighteen with a great success. Sure. Um, while you've never actually met Saruman personally, his last visit to um, Framsburg was before your time. You have heard descriptions of him by your father. And your father treats him as a man who has authority to come and go as he pleases. Okay. Uh, it's just, just because that was my... I have a new virtue. Um, when I succeed in a role such as Insight... I can upgrade the quality by one level. Sure. Uh, so that's an extraordinary success instead. Okay, not a problem. And you can additionally tell with your extraordinary success that he in fact does enter as if he has authority to do so. He just seems more put off by the guards like having to jump through their hoops instead of being able to come and go as he pleases. But you can tell he's sort of like putting up with it, but doesn't actually think that he doesn't actually have respect for the protocol here. Oh, Calwyn will bow her head anyway as a sign of respect. Sure. And he approaches uh, the table where all of you are sitting. My lord Earl, I was told we'd be meeting with a modicum of privacy. I don't know these associates of yours. Ah, uh, uh, Saruman, um... These are my most trusted advisors. I will not meet with anyone, even someone such as yourself, without my most trusted advisors. A long sigh. So be it then. It has come to my attention that your stores contain a particular item. One that was commissioned by myself to your father to retrieve. Your father was a wise enough lord to grant my request, and now I am told you have the item ready for me to pick up. You've been told, have you? How strange, Saruman. Did these um, individuals, you say, told you of this item, should it exist at all, they must be well-placed and close to their lord, 
if they were able to tell you such a thing. Would you be so kind as to point them out by name that their lord might reward them for their service? My patience grows thin. I have come here, I've traveled far, and I have been treated brusquely and rudely. I only wish to retrieve the item I commissioned to your father and be on my way. Well, the issue I have with that is that I have no idea what you're talking about. I assure you, no such item exists in our stores. If I were you, whatever sources these are that have told you, I would replace them with individuals more better place to report more accurate information. They have led you the wrong way, I assure you. And Saruman just kind of glares at him with squinty eyes. Your father was a good man and a wise man. You would be wise to follow in his footsteps. And looking across the rest of you, um, um. go ahead. I think I think Dren at that point would uh, just uh, kind of put a uh, hand uh, on the chair, but not on uh, Earl's shoulder, and just kind of stand proud next to him. But also at the same time, like his eyes would just be looking at Earl very, like it, out of the corner of his eyes, very intently. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like yeah. I'm standing with you, but what the fuck? <laughs> this is Saruman. <laughs> Uh, Earl, Earl's looking over at you, Jen, and he's got a bit of a smile on his face, and he winks at you. <clears throat> the biggest sweat bead just comes down Trendir's temple. Uh, just Clarius throat up to speak up. And perhaps even if we did have such an item, what proof do you have of such a commission, or is it simply your word that you bring? Lord Earl... What manner of individuals counsel you that do not trust the word of one of the Astari? The people I keep counsel with are wise from experience. If they do not trust, it is because they do not trust easily. That trust, among the Ethod at least, must be earned, not only by a name. It is true that you knew my father from long ago. But you do not know me, and we have not met until this day. Therefore, trust must be earned anew. At any um, rate, this supposed item of yours that you are looking for, the one that we of course do not have, and I have no knowledge of, perhaps if you would give us some information about its usage, uh, we might be able to help you in... Um, in lieu of the item. Surely it has a purpose. Perhaps we can offer our services to achieve that purpose if you would only let us know the function of this item. Uh, and Saruman's face twists into an angry, irritated expression. You think you are wise up here in your northern fortress. You do not see beyond your own walls. The world is big and dangerous, and you will soon be drawn into it. 
You see nothing of the world. The item, the stone, will be lost. When you fall, it is better if it is in my hands where I can keep it safe. I will give you a day to consider these things. Speak with your advisors, then. And he whirls around and walks back out the door in a huff. Uh, as he walks out, Dren will call out, My lord will not fall. I don't know where you got that notion. And I don't know what item you're speaking of or the contract you're um, hinting at. But until you can bring more than a mummer's farce, specific conditions, items, terms, we will meet with you again, Saruman. Um, but for now, trust you me, my lord will stand as king of the Aethed until I die at the very least. Saruman actually stops at that and looks back. <laughs> snorts a king now is he or so he imagines himself a blind lordling led by blind advisors and you think that will stand forever the end is closer than you think and he storms off through the door sorry my lord I've never had much of a patience for old men Ah, and I did not expect you to. Well, that went about as exactly well as I thought it would. What do the rest of you think? Why are we not giving this the wizard the palantir that we had? I don't see any reason why we should. I'm with Earl. Fair enough. You know what? I just... I... I, I don't know... Okay, here's the thing. What do we get from it? I don't Have know you been that using we... it? Well, of course not. You all advised me against it. The problem I have is not what do we get from it, but what does the world get if Saruman does not have it? My father trusted many wise men. I trusted wise men in my youth, and one of those wise men led me to being instrumental into my own father's death. I will not trust so easily again. Saruman is who he says he is, and stands tall for the people of Middle-earth and the people of Ramsburg, then he can have time to prove it. He will not lay a hand on any of the property of my people until he does so. I'll win as change to gaze to look at um, Earl and see if he's being truthful about his intentions for the policy. Yeah, the, the gem. Sorry, Kelly, we're having a little bit of trouble uh, hearing you. You sound a bit muffled. Oh, sorry. Um, is that better? That's much better. Cool. I uh, would like to look at Earl and, you know, shifts her gaze to Earl, just 
studying his face to see if he's being entirely truthful with them. You can roll an insight. Cool. I mean, she loves the guy, doesn't mean she's going to trust him. <laughs> That's a 17 with a great success because sure. of the ability I have. Uh, he is being quite honest up to a point. There's something probably he's he's keeping from you, but it's very difficult to tell what it is. Um, he's not hiding anything maliciously, though. And he's not, like, lying, but he's probably not telling everything. She's going to roll her eyes um, and lean into him a little closer and whisper, Out with it, then. What are you hiding? I think we've all known you long enough to know there's something that you're not telling us. Perhaps you all have known me long enough, but you still seem to know me better than most. I have what may be somewhat of an awkward proposition for all of you. We know very little about the Seeing Stone, about its use, and... Well, I think we should use it. From what um, Aldo and I have researched about it, um, we've been able to come up with painstakingly little. But there's a danger to those who may not have the willpower uh, to be able to harness its abilities, uh, whatever those may be. But the legends say they provide sight for the sightless. And sight is what we need now more than anything. The wizard hinted at himself, did he not? A problem is that we cannot see beyond our own walls. I propose we see what the stone has to offer us, and we do so together, with our combined wills. I believe the process would be safer and more advantageous. Well, as always, I stand with you. If that's your decision, then I will... I'll be there. It's really more of a question than a decision. What do you think? I have to say I'm somewhat interested to know what it does, especially now that the crotchety old man seems to be taking an interest. It is what brought it to my attention. The stone has been in the, the back of my mind for some time now, but uh, Saruman's rival demanding that the stone be turned over in his possession makes me think we may have a treasure greater than we really understand. However, we do need to be careful. It's clear there's a spy here somewhere. That was made very clear. We've I always understood like that, that many in our ranks may be spies of the tenants of stone. But Spies of the White Wizard? That was a surprise even to me. That is news. 
It's strange that he so easily gave that information away. He does seem to be acting out of desperation, and only now, in these long eight years, has he made efforts to uh, attend Framsburg to claim the item he commissioned. Well, he is a wizard. Perhaps it was a strategy to sow discord amongst our ranks, but um, I don't think that that's shallow fibbing is not going to do something against all of us, right? Well, I can't help but wonder, though, who had access to the stone? Who even knew of his existence besides us? Quite Just right. Us. Unless a fellow told him. <laughs> Quite right. Uh, it seems the walls are thinner than we ever knew. You must remember, though, it was written on an inventory list. It was scribbled out at some point, but it, it was there. Many people could have seen that. Alder speaks truly. We have no idea who might have had access to that information. Perhaps one of the old guard, your father's men. Or perhaps Arthurican himself. It seems could... like... Oh, sorry, Aldor. He could easily have told him that the shipment that we reclaimed contained this, the Seeing Stone. Really, once you think about it, it hardly seems much of a secret at all. Anybody but who wanted to could have gained years? access. Well, quite right. Um, unless there was no urgency until now. The wizard suggested that there is a sense of urgency now, concern that the Seeing Stone may be lost once we fall. Whatever that means. Why the would Lord. you think we are possible? Quite right. And this I'm is why Lord. I believe we have answers that we cannot answer. Uh, you don't... Sorry, my lord. You don't want me to set off after Saruman and tail him, do you? I would gladly do so. I don't think that will be entirely necessary. My guards tell me that he spends most of the time either in his own quarters here or the library. He's been waiting for an entire day, and most of it he spent reading over, poring over old scrolls. He seems to keep uh, his own counsel and um, not particularly fond of, let's say, exploration. Right, but if I was to lay low, be unseen, I could keep an eye on him and perhaps uncover the spy? Unless that's not a concern of yours. Perhaps. Um, but first, I would like us to all meet in my war room with the stone. And let's see if we can unlock its secrets together. Oh, magic. Great. I don't like the idea of playing with sorcery. Hey, for once, Freyerson and I agree on something. Well, I wouldn't call it sorcery exactly. There's... Aldor, explain the distinction. 
I will. <laughs> I roll you... something to explain the distinction. Yeah, Allure's fine. <laughs> That's a Gandalf 25. Sure. I mean, you've uh, explained to Earl many times that uh, the Seeing Stones isn't exactly sorcery, it's just uh, elf magic. It, it was, they were made by the elves and uh, used frequently by the kings of men of old. You play with words, but what is the difference between magic and sorcery? Well, um, one is the natural uh, craftsmanship of the elves, and one is the evil of the enemy. One is related to the riddle and song of this world, and the other is related to corruption of that. Basically, right? Well, well I'd have to get Aldo to um, explain it in more detail if all of you would like, but as far as I, I can tell, Aldo, I believe that sounds right. In the simplest possible terms, well done, Dren. Quite right. Well done, Dren. Hitting the books a bit. Thanks. <laughs> now then, Aldo and I believe there is very little risk if all of us used our combined efforts and uh, work with each other. Sort of a battle of wills against the stone, if you will. Uh, he does not believe any harm can come from it, and perhaps together uh, we can learn something valuable. There are questions that we cannot answer. Kelwyn is hopping from foot to foot. She's uh, fidgeting and she's just looking overall very excited. We get to use a magic stone? That's the stuff of legends. Yes, so... See, this is why I hang out with you. It'll be an interesting death. Well, you wouldn't want a boring one, would you? Oh, the jokes that you guys crack, I'm so unused to these days. Alright, let's go peer oh. into the future or whatever the stone does. Well, I had noticed that your time in Gondor has uh, stuffed you up a little bit, Dren. Perhaps this will loosen you up. Yeah, perhaps. Okay, fine. Seeing all of you grinning at me like that's making me feel awkward. Let's go... Tempt destiny or whatever, steer into whatever's going to stare back. So, um, the day goes on and Earl um, sends out a summons to invite you to his war room. In the early evening, There's um, the lights are low, candles are lit, torches, and uh, he, on the table, uh, lays a cloth with a thud, clearly a, a round solid object inside. He uh, gently uh, unwinds the cloth and pulls it away to reveal the stone that all of you saw eight years ago. Um, or some of you saw eight years ago. Just uh, dark, the surface of it shining in the, in the candlelight. And um, Earl holds his hand out with his, ready to put his, his fingertips on the stone. And he says, right then. With all your strength of will, will you join me? Anyone who's Does putting it look a hand any on different? it looks exactly the same as you remember it. Um, 
yeah, it's just, it just seems like a, a dark, just black almost, with all like a silver sheen around the outside. Anyone who's joining Earl in uh, trying to access the Seeing Stone, please roll a corruption test. Is there anybody, uh, excuse me, is there anybody in the chamber besides us? No. Okay, cool. Dren is not joining in. Dren is winding Earl's long hair in his fist, grabbing his ponytail, getting ready to jerk his lord's head back away from that singing stone <laughs> if things go wrong. Okay. Aldo sounds there ready to, to help with the 16. Mm-hmm. 33 with extraordinary success. Mm -hmm. A hesitant hand. <laughs> oh yeah, I put okay. everything to wisdom. Yep, and Frozen, that's 15 with a great success. Nope. Okay, so with the three of you helping Earl out, uh, Dren not participating in this, the world just seems to disappear. And... Uh, all of you see each other uh, standing um, in Framsburg, exactly where you're standing now, or uh, exactly where you're sitting now, you're standing, except that the keep is in absolute ruin. And so is the rest of Framsburg. As you scan out as far as you can see, the snow falls over a destroyed city overrun with orcs and evil men. It's a horrific, shocking, and striking sight like your like Earl's worst fears realized. But as that rune blinks out of view as quickly as it appeared, you see another vision. Um, all three of you look around uh, at Earl and you see as a strange figure uh, a man places a crown upon Earl's head and then that vision fades and you see the same crown lying before you all in a foreign field of battle with a strange spear pegging the crown into the earth blood all around it And then your eyes open to the war room. The stone still black and cool. Dren, as you were watching them, uh, as all their hands touched the stone, a red swirling mist seemed to rise up inside the center of the stone. And um, you, you sort of saw all of their eyes like glaze over as they seem to just be seeing, you know, inside themselves. They seem to be there, but not there. And uh, they were in that state for a good ten minutes. Uh, Dren, not knowing exactly how magic works, is just going to sit there and, and watch vigilantly, but not be um, upset about it. Just waiting to see if anything weird happens. Yeah, uh, and so after about ten minutes of that, they just blink back into the world, like they're they're confused, looking around, looking maybe a little stressed, and uh, confused, but otherwise 
Okay. Uh, Aldo, as soon as he snaps out of it, um, immediately starts rummaging through his bags and looking through books, trying to identify both the spear and the man that placed the crown on Earl's head. Okay. Um, roll uh, lore. Uh, that's 37 extraordinary success. Okay. Holy crap! Yes, so lore master. Yes. You can you can sort of look through those then, and I'll get around to it as Earl, you know, sort of discusses these things. But I will get I will get around to that answering that lore roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you just only have the books immediately available in the war room. Uh, but Earl, um, blinking. Well, that was certainly something. I don't know exactly what it was. If I had to guess, I'd say that we saw my own death. At this, Kelwin's gonna, like, turn around and grab him by the shoulders and shake him. Don't die! You are not allowed to die! Well, as much as I appreciate the sentiment, I'm not certain that I really have any choice. I don't Aldo know... Still, had, uh, still had in his books, just says... We saw a bloody crown. We didn't see you dead. I wrap him on the fucking head then. I just punch him in the top of the dome. But you saw it. A field of battle. A crown. And I am no king yet. You're going to be fine. If that's what you saw. If you saw a field of battle, you better believe we're there. If you saw a crown, it's your crown. Don't you ever doubt that. I'm going to fall days, if not years, before you fall. And what if of that's the, your fate. And what of the rest of the vision? Framsburg and snowy ruins. Its streets overridden by filth. Framsburg perhaps isn't your destiny, then. Why don't we march south? Gondor. It's a really nice place. You'd be surprised. For the enemies that they face are terrifying. I've seen them, but it's not that bad. People eat bread. They they live happy lives. They have good stories. The king keeps them well. Everything's good there. Yeah. Dren, are you suggesting that Framsburg is incapable of dealing with the orc threat. I'm suggesting that Framsburg is being sabotaged by a group of um, terroristic outsiders that don't want to fall in line, and that orcs are the things they deserve, not what your people deserve. Well. You know, weren't you discussing a few years ago? I know we've been busy since, but. Weren't you saying something about how Framsburg had only one way in and out, and wasn't the best defensible position? It is true. I have wondered that many times. If it came to siege, I'm not sure we're in the best position. It's really all or nothing on this rock. And with all the refugees Kelvin's bringing in, if anything, it's just making the butcher's bill higher if something does happen. 
I don't agree with what you just said, Eldor, but I understand the sentiment. There's a lot of mouths to feed here, and there's not that much good farmable land, at least. Have you been thinking this way for a while, Jen? Not as much as some other people have, but... Uh, look, I've been... I personally have been really trying to think about a good way for you to succeed your father and bring a lot of pride and nobility to this house, and I don't think you could... The Aethid can't stay in Framsburg. We've outgrown the place. But Gondor... They are... Be set I don't by... see how I'd be serving my people by bowing my knee to the steward. You don't need to. Their land is their land. Where would we live? Our people left there many years ago because of the evil of the southern forest. Why would we get return to that evil? I don't have all the answers. I just know that you we've outgrown Framsburg. You can see it clear as day. That's what the wizard was talking about. Maybe. Perhaps, the vision in the stone, perhaps, though. Well, I perhaps the vision showed us two visions. Maybe Framsburg's going to come to ruin. We can either stay or die, or go and fight. Again, it's hypothesis at this point. I'll have to look into it more, but... But what if the... It could be that Tren's right. I, I never thought I'd say it, but... <laughs> I must admit I'm a little surprised myself. But what if the vision merely showed us what might come to pass if we do abandon Framsburg? What if we can prevent all of that from happening simply by holding our defenses here and protecting our people where we are? We, this vision raises more questions than answers, and if it is indeed just causing us to become more anxious, we could be playing into whatever magic is at hand. Well, I hate to admit, Me but perhaps you're right, Frazen. Perhaps we were wrong to consult the stone to begin with. It has indeed, as you say, only given us more questions. Aldor, as you've been... Sorry? Anyway, Sorry, I was insight. just wondering if I could insight the stone. The stone. <laughs> insight the stone? <laughs> or the feeling uh, you could of do, the vision. You could do a riddle about it. Sure. I've been lied to by many a refugee. Kellen's got a riddle. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. 17 with a, an extraordinary success because of the virtue. With an extraordinary success, you can definitely tell that the stone was exerting... You could feel... You don't know if it was the stone's will, but you could definitely feel a will that was guiding um, Earl and all of you having the vision. The feeling that Earl is supposed to leave with that seemed to be the will, whatever will was working through the stone, was to urge him to stay in Framsburg. You get the intention that that's what the stone wants. Or whatever will is being exerted through the stone. 
I eye the stone very suspiciously and I cover it up with my cloak, which is uh, a big gesture for Kelwin because she hates being cold. Sure. And uh, I'm going to put both hands on the table over the cloak and kind of jerk my head as as if to say we should go somewhere else. I have no objection. Uh, Eldor, as you, you've been looking through some of the uh, the books here in the war room, you find some information. First of all, the king or the uh, individual that was crowning Earl fits the description of um, Stuart Kyrian, the steward of Gondor, uh, who, if you describe, Jen will be able to verify that matches his appearance. And you're unable to find any information on the the spear in books, but as you are describing it, Jen will also recognize that description as a Balkoth spear. Uh, Yes, I'll just sort of be like, "Ah, I I feel like I recognize that man. Jen, you went to the, you went to Gondor, steward of Gondor. Did he look like... Wait, 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 not, not here. I think the stone knows what we saw. I think uh, Kelwin's sensing a intent in the stone, so perhaps we wrap it in cloth and leave. What happened to it being just elf magic and not sorcery? That's what I'm curious about, too. It seems like it's been twisted. Tell you what, it's a seeing stone, not a hearing stone, but if it makes you feel any better, he... um... Wraps it up in <laughs> in the uh, cloth that he brought it with. Uh, gives Kelwin back uh, her cloak, and um, he leaves briefly with the stone. Comes back without it. There, all better. We can speak Aldo has the look again. that he gives to his like impertinent students. Now, Dren, uh, is that what the steward looked like? I mean, what you described sounds exactly like what I've been. Well, what I've seen and been told the stewards like, yeah? In the vision, that was the man that was crowning Earl. Then that means Earl's going to be crowned in... I mean, an important figure, right? And the spear that lay next to him was a believe i believe you'll recognize that too well i mean with that drawing there's no mistaking it that's a bellcloth a bellcloth spear that's that's those are the easterlings that the gondorians are dealing with right now there's more chariot folks fierce and good riders just like we are um, I was caught off guard more than one time about their writing abilities. So all of you agree then, the vision means that if we leave Framsburg, it falls to ruin and I die in the field of battle to the south. No, but there's more. Didn't you feel it when we were touching the stone? It was as if there was a, a will as if it was alive almost the stone or as if there was something alive that was guiding guiding it and of all the visions we saw 
it seemed that that Will wanted us to leave Ramsburg. Did you not feel this? She cocks her head to the side and uh, flowers her brow. Uh, sorry, did you say that the uh, Will wanted you to leave Framsburg? Uh, is that what you told me? The, the Will wants you to stay in Framsburg. Oh, sorry, sorry. That yes, the the Will wants us to stay. Yeah. I felt no such Will, but it certainly seemed to be the message of the stone. I do not wish to see the events that we witness take place. Perhaps we can avoid them simply by remaining where we are, defending our homeland. In the vision, did we see any bodies or blood or anything like that in Framsburg? Nope. I think if this stone has a will and it wants us to stay in Framsburg, we need to look into who implemented that will and what whose side I suppose that will is on if it is a an evil will then staying in Framsburg is the wrong choice if it is a benevolent will then maybe it's the right choice did I get any feeling from this will it definitely made you feel uncomfortable it felt like um, it, it just felt like chills up your spine. You know what that will make me feel like? It made me feel like when... Uh, I ap Apologies, Frozen. It made me feel like when your creepy uncle was staring at the girls all wrong. That's what it made me feel like. You know, the one that we all don't like. Trent's eyes just go super wide. What? Oh. We met him when you were in Gondor, Trent. But if that's to be believed, if we're going to put stock, no offense, in Kelwin's gut, then we can only assume it's an ill will that staying in Framsburg is not the best course if that's what it wants us to do. Um, I, I suppose I can't really argue with that. I care not for the will of a stone. Also We've been here for argue. many years. Um, Earl, part of the reason I came back here I was going to speak to you more privately about this. Very well. Look, I'm not afraid to speak in front of everybody present. Normally, there's a lot more people around. Gondor's not in good shape right now. Um, those Belkoth people uh, uh, I was mentioning earlier, they're harrying Gondorian forces. Um, they really leaned on me because of my capable writing that I learned from you and your Aethid people. Um, they don't have cavalry like we do. If we were to ride south to aid Gondor, the 
steward would pay you respect. We have I mean, an ancient way among our peoples. Agreements and alliances that date far back. I did not know many of them myself, um, except that Aldor's brought brought them to my attention over the years. Uh, but it turns out there is a way that we might ask each other for aid. And Gondor has asked for none. Well, that's fine. I'm just... Uh... Should they ask for aid, we should respond. Because Aethid at Gondor's back, all the forces of Mordor would shiver. So Gondor gets our aid, but the cost is the abandonment of Framsburg. We're now dealing with hypotheticals. We know not if Gondor requests our aid. Quite right. We have more pro more urgent and pressing matters to deal with. And that would be a wizard among us. And? To tell you the truth, we've uh, learned very little from the stone. But the wizard still wants it. Do we gain anything by keeping it? Well, if we didn't gain much by keeping it... The wizard's going to be able to use it a lot better than us, so how much do we trust the wizard? That's the question. Well, if Kelwin's right and there's an ill will in the stone, Saruman is a man who, capable of influencing many great leaders among the free peoples. Is he less susceptible to this ill will than we were? It also depends whether the stone shows possibilities or certainties. Quite right. Well said. If it's a, about possibilities, I almost wouldn't want anyone having it. Certainties? I don't see the problem with him having it. So, do we bring the stone with us and go speak to him directly and ask him... The nature of the stone, and... If we ask too much about the nature of the stone, it will only reinforce his assumption that we actually do have it in the first place. I believe Aldor's right. Until we know more about it, I don't think we can give it over. Fair enough. And who's to say that the destruction of Rohan isn't brought on by Sauron. He already said that we would fall, and he knew this without the stone. I, yeah, the Aethid people, um... We're in a tough situation already, as I can tell. I can't oh. believe that I saw raiders on my way into town. Perhaps these are many complex ideas and we've only just begun to discuss them. I suggest we sleep on it and um, adjourn again in the morning and um, perhaps our minds will be clearer by then. Also, it might behoove us to play the part you know, be hospitable to the white wizard 
Ah, I see. Yes. Uh, no intention on unnecessarily making him angry, although it was kind of fun. Oh, but uh, you're right. I mean, uh, let's... Uh, I will give instructions to my men to make uh, Saruman as uh, comfortable and welcome as possible. Uh, meet again tomorrow, and... Um, if no one's changed their minds, um, give them the bad news in the nicest way possible. Sounds, sounds good. good. Meanwhile, perhaps we should all be looking around to see how we might um, <laughs> pack up a city, as it were, if we had to. I'll uh, start thinking about that. Excellent. I believe then our uh, efforts are all well placed. Good night to all of you. We'll meet here again in the morning. Good night. Uh, as everybody's exiting the room, I'm going to walk beside Eldor for a minute. Uh, Eldor, you're... Eyes are dark, like somebody who hasn't slept. You look haunted. Are you okay? You're right, I haven't slept, and I plan to return to my library now. Uh, I'll be okay when Othrican is dead. That's all that needs to be said. Dren kind of uh, stops in pace and next to Aldor as he kind of says that. Uh, Aldor continues ahead and all Dren does is nod and then follow behind. And uh, kind of as they exit uh, out of the building into the uh, kind of blustering, slightly snowing fields, watches Aldor uh, leave and then kind of look towards the wilds and shake his head so much has gone since he's left so so much has like gone on since he left yeah for sure um and i i imagine that um especially aldor's mannerisms you'll you'll tell that uh much has changed in his heart he's a very different person um okay so the next more er, unless anyone does anyone else have any uh thing they want to specifically uh, do tonight I'd like to just make sure that the stone is somewhere safe and away from anybody it could influence. Um, sure. You know that Earl keeps it locked in a chest in his quarters. And uh, that appears to be where he's returned it. He should stay in his quarters, just to be sure. <laughs> oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. Earl's not allowed to have that key. Dren has that key. The key to the chest? Or he's, or he's taking the chest. Either or. Like, he can have either the key or he can have the chest. Um, Dren's not letting him have either. He's not letting him have both. By himself. Okay. so He knows Earl way too well. He can either a, have the key or the chest. Roll a persuade uh, for for uh, for that to happen, or roll oh, okay. a uh, stealth to see if you if you just want to try pickpocketing. It's a, it, I'll just stealth. I'll stealth him. I'm okay. I'm gonna just take that key. All right. That's a twenty-two. Uh, you have the key. 
Uh, Earl, doesn't, Earl doesn't know you have the key, but you have the key. Sorry, Aldo, go ahead. Uh, uh, Aldo would go back to his sort of research area um, and look up as much as he can uh, about the sort of origins of the stone. I know he's been doing it for the past while, but he's going to really uh, focus on it right now because it's of importance. Okay, roll lower. Uh, 25. 25. Um, and no degrees of success in there. No. Um, you, uh, you still find very little about it, except, um, that, um, more descriptions of how it seemed to be used by, um, the kings of old. There... One further piece of information that you find is that, or that you're able to discern, is that um, the quality of the usage of the stone seems to have to do with the bloodlines of the people who use it more than the efforts of, of will and force, you know, over the stones. They, see, they seem to respond differently according to um, your bloodline. By By quality, do you mean... Uh, the certainty of the prediction? Or? No, not necessarily. Um, yeah, that information you're not able to find at all. Um, just, um, it, it's it's just more like the, um, um, the effect or the intention of, or I, I suppose the, it, it's more like um, from certain people from certain bloodlines are more able to use the stone for how they want to use them more than the stone using them for for how the stone wants to use them. Okay. Okay. Halloween would not sleep in the room. She'd sleep, sleep outside the door. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, the the night then goes on without any uh, particular incident, and uh, in the morning, on your way, your various, um, uh, you know, after breakfast and things like that, uh, you're on your way to the war room again to uh, discuss what you've considered overnight. Um, a, a servant comes to get Earl to tell him that uh, there's an urgent visitor uh, in the keep. I wouldn't have heard any noise or anything during the night, right? Sleeping outside Earl's door? No. There's nothing. Okay. Okay. Um, so Earl... Well, I wonder what that could be. And he starts making his way to the keep. Ah, so sleepy. Gets up and cold, wraps her cloaks around and follows him. Fortunately, there's a big fire going over in the uh, in the meeting room in the keep, and uh, there is a harried-looking guest dressed in Gondorian armor, uh, just arrow holes and blade uh, slices through the cloth parts of it and his cape. Um, he looks exhausted, freezing cold, uh, even though it's actually. Um, springtime here in Framsburg. It's 
quite cold in Gondorian terms. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, Dren, you recognize this as Borondir. Then I fully greet him and offer him my wineskin and whatever food I have on my person and then kind of throw my armor on his shoulder. Sure, the impression you get is that a lot of people have been trying to do that already and he's just been, like, brushing them off. Like, even though he's quite exhausted, he's refusing um, help until he's seen Earl. But when he sees you, his eyes go bright. Tren, I was hoping I'd see you here. I did not uh, know that you had a uh, year so close to your lord, though. Bron, it's great to see you. Uh, Earl is Earl's gonna listen to anything I say. Eat this freaking food, drink this freaking thing, take a load off, you look like hell. You ease, You're him, up, safe. Uh, you ease him up to a chair around the table. I did, oh, I, I did not, uh, um, I would never have assumed to be so presumptuous, but... Uh, thank you. I, I could use uh, a drink. Sit yes. down. Settle down. You're okay. Take a minute. Breathe. You're ragged. And he dies. Um, of and course, Baron dear. Earl's servant is your servant. Uh, and, uh, uh... Earl, yes, yes. Take your time, Baron dear. Um... As uh, uh, Dren has uh, told me um, that many, many uh, good things about your friendship, and I am glad you are here, but as to your state, you seem to be... Yes, yes, uh, I was sent by my steward, uh, Stuart Curian, to come here to ask for your help, Lord Earl. Uh, just to, still, you know, exhausted, panting. I left with five others. I was the only survivor. We were harried by orcs along the way. As if an ill will worked against us. We could not hide ourselves from our foes. The way was long and hard. But at least I have arrived here. And uh, he reaches into his coat and pulls out an arrow and uh, some of the guards around Earl draw their blades Earl holds uh, Dren, Dren, oh, Dren immediately freaking like like waves a hand at them like he's yeah. right next to the guy and so does Earl he, yeah, that's not necessary I show you and um, he puts the arrow on the table it's a black arrow painted red at the tip and um, Earl and Al Aldor react to that no, um, with in, in knowledgeable surprise, Aldor, this is the uh, the red arrow. It is um, the means by which Gondor calls upon its allies for aid. Uh, the so, red the red paint on the tip is to indicate a sense of urgency. <laughs> Aldor looks to the others. Gondor calls for aid. My lord. <laughs> Stuart Curian wishes to press upon you our peoples shared an alliance dating back into ancient times and now we find ourselves in a position to ask for those ancient alliances to be honored 
a people oppressed. The Belkoth warriors from the south, they have pressed our lands. They have been raiding the land of Kalenadon. And the Stuart has marched his army to the north to meet them in battle, to protect the residents of those lands. But they are fierce warriors. My lord, Stuart Kyrian does not think we can outlast them. This may be the end of the armies of Gondor if we do not have aid from our allies. My lord, will you answer the call of Gondor? Will you honor the ancient alliances? Um, you can tell Earl is quite, you know, taking this request very seriously. He stands up from his chair. Ron, dear, you will have your answer. For now, eat, drink, rest. Dren, make sure he's well taken care of. Provide him with accommodation. Dren clearly looks pissed that, uh, that, uh, Earl hasn't already said yes. But he he just kind of flares his nostrils and then attends to Borondir. Hold on. First, Borondir. If Rohan were to answer the call, it would leave Framsburg vulnerable. We may lose Framsburg. Can Gondor offer anything to mitigate that risk? Sadly, I, I'm in no position to answer. I am not Curian. I do not know that we have anything to offer in return. My steward only bid me ask of Lord Earl for the ancient alliances to be honored. Okay, well, as Earl said, relax while we discuss. Thank you. The man has obviously been through a harrowing ordeal, uh, having lost several of his traveling companions, and uh, um, seems to have barely made it here with his life, but now, he's, now that he's spoken to Earl and fulfilled his duty, he does allow the medical staff here in the keep to uh, attend to him. Um... And, oh, and and I apologize, my mind is wandering. Uh, how close are these foes that attacked you to Framsburg? Do we need to set extra guard for now? Um, I am afraid that uh, one of my companions was the one who bore the maps. Do you have? Uh, do you have one? Uh, of course, uh, Earl um, indicates to one of his um, his men to go get a map. But Aldor, you you have a, a bunch of books and scrolls and stuff with you. Yeah, uh, one of them has a, a map of the region. Uh, so you put it out on the table, and uh, um, he indicates 
that uh, the last you... So the land that he described, which was um, Kalanodon, is here, in where it says uh, Wildemore on the map there. Um, that's Kalanodon. Uh, so they were being pushed... Let me just get this map off to the side here. So I could draw on it. Uh, so they were being pushed. So Gondor kind of come up through here. And had been pushed this way. So the last time he left them, uh, that's where they were. Uh, so Framsburg in relation to that is up around here. Okay. And that was the last time you saw your pursuers? It was. Uh, the remaining army of Gondor, I do not know how long they can last, but... It took me, uh, I don't know how many days, a week at least, to make it up here. That means if any of them are still left, they've already been holding out another week, uh, for a week, another week to march your army down there. I do not know how long they can last. If you want uh, to act, Lord Earl, urgency is required for context did he run or ride ride okay i guess aldo now moves off with l to discuss um uh and also trend would attend after making sure that uh our guest is taken care of Especially because it's Barondir. Because uh, Barondir and <laughs> Dren have uh, a, a decent uh, rapport now. Uh, he would make sure he's taken care of, give him food and drink before convening with uh, Earl and Aldor. No problem. Uh, so Earl comes back to his uh, chamber. Uh, uh, so the war room, sorry. And meets with all of you. So, what do all of you think, then? I did not want to give the man an answer without meeting with all of you in private first to hear your opinions. Dren, um, I think it is clear where you stand on the matter. I also want to point out that a week of Barondir's writing um, is probably about a third to half speed compared to how we would ride. He is Gondorian trained and mount. The way the Aethid I cannot stress this enough. The Aethid are horse people. You are one with your steeds. Gondorians aren't like that with theirs. Perhaps as a lone rider you are correct, but marching with an army... Okay, then yes, our army would march at the speed of his whole of his march solo. That's it's it's night and day difference in the saddle is all I'm saying. Very well. So 
still, it seems that if uh, the man is correct, there is still a sense of urgency. A battle that lasts for multiple weeks, being chased by foes across your own plains. I admit, I do feel sorry for Stuart Kyrian. I've not met the man, but from what uh, my father's told me about him and um, the stories I've heard, he is worthy of the respect of his people. It would be a tragedy if Gondor were to die in this manner. The way I see it, if thinking about what we saw in the stone, if we stay put, Gondor falls, and we f fight off this orc invasion, we're only going to be attacked again from the south. Riding south to aid Gondor, you may die in battle. You may not, we only saw a bloody crown. You may die in battle, but there could be a chance to start anew and save our people as a whole. I think if we stay here and, as I say, somehow fight off the orc invasion uh, that we saw in the stone, we will only be beset upon again in a, a matter of weeks, months maybe. And I'm not sure if we can hold out indefinitely. You think the army will continue to march north after they've defeated Gondor? Why wouldn't they? I don't know these Balkoth or their motives, but... I suppose you're right, it seems there could be a real danger there. What do you think, Frazen? They have a long way to march, and there's no guarantee that they will come north after their battle. What I do fear, though, is something we all conveniently are forgetting, and I believe Dren here is somewhat blinded by his passion, is that we have women, children, defenseless people, loved ones here. If we send all our martial reserves down south, what happens to them in a time where we ourselves are trying to guard against outriders and orcs? Quite right. We leave them defenseless. It may just be the opening the orcs and the tenants of stone are waiting for. Precisely. What if we took them with us and made for Gondor first, hid them inside the walls of Gondor, and then rode out to fight with the Gondorians? By what uh, Dren's man has showed us on the map, Gondor is much farther south than the battle. Another That's week's true. ride, at least. That's very true. If only we had sure. some sort of security from the steward that they could take in our people, I would not be opposed to traveling with everyone. But we have no certainties. We have no certainty that the steward will be left alive by the time we do. By the time we arrive. Two Perhaps. weeks against that foe. Perhaps he's already dead, and we simply march our armies into ruin. Perhaps we trade with the wizard. He protects the women and children, and we give him the stone. If he is capable uh, of doing this, 
Can we trust I, him with the safety of our whole people? This No, this is the first time I've seen this wizard. I do not trust him. Hmm. I'm just spitballing ideas here. Um, Kelwin, you've been quiet. Pouring over the map, is there anywhere defensible we can uh, hold up the women and children? Or would they be um, joining us in battle? So this land right over here uh, is so just between Lorien, Lothlorien and Dorgold there in the south of Mirkwood. That's the land that the Ethiod originally um, resided in, in the Vales of Anduin there, when they were uh, closer allies with Gondor. And they actually left that area because of pressures from the evil of Dol Guldur and uh, made their way to settle in the north. So going back through that area has this sort of old, you know, like the, this really um, um, dark and uh, trepidatious feeling to it, even the thought of crossing over those lands. So the thought, the idea that there's going to be anything defensible there you know, it's it's kind of like uh, there's a much stronger feeling that you're you're marching into danger. Yeah, um, Calvin has been quiet thus far because, well, she looks up at the rest of them. Uh, my duty thus far has been the safety of the refugees, and what what will we do if we bring them there? Quite right. We can't leave them back here. We can't leave them back here. They would be vulnerable to attack. Framsburg Certainly cannot our hold own its women. own without warriors. If we brought them south, we would simply be trusting we can keep them safe and away from battle, and that if we did win the, the, the combat, Kyrian would be good enough to find some way to take care of them when we cannot. It's trusting a promise we don't have yet. I mean... Borondir's here. I know he only came with a few men and they got picked off by orcs, but... Borondir's men in the... army he belongs to are strong. If we can get our people to rally with his army, I'm sure we could send a squadron to escort them all the way to Gondor. Gondor, I know it's just stories and all that, but I don't think you've seen it. The towering white walls are impenetrable. If we get our people within those walls, they'll be safe. And they could harbor our people for a time. They definitely could. They could, but will they? They would, they would if we brought our army to defend theirs. Again... You may be right, Dren, but it's still the promise we don't have. Still, and the other thing that we're not discussing is the fact of the ancient alliances that Brondir mentioned. It's an, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's They came to us for aid. That's, that's my stance. They came to us, not the other way around. 
We're not looking to for them to show mercy on us. They're looking for us to show mercy on them. Those, if our conditions are, harbor our people until we get our uh, Earl stands. army to deal with these. Sorry, I'm having hiccups. <laughs> it's all right. Earl stands in his chair and squeaks across the stone floor. My friends. There are many factors to consider here, and all of you have spoken your positions well. I may be known in the future as the lord who saw Framsburg fall to ruin. But we do have alliances with our, with our friends, and if we do not help them now, they may not survive. And if they do survive knowing that we've abandoned our alliances, will they come to our aid when we did not come to theirs? We march, if we march south, we do it with a promise we do not have. We risk our people. But if we stay in the north, our position is pressed more and more already. It may be only a matter of time before Framsburg is lost anyway and our people brought to an end. Perhaps in this moment, the people of the Ethiod and the people of Gondor can stand together as allies. Maybe that is the only way both of our peoples can survive. I do not know if it is possible. Maybe it will be the end of both of us. But maybe it's the only chance we've got. Still, I will not do this thing without the support of my closest friends and advisors. All in favor of remaining in Framsburg and defending the city as we always have, raise your hand. All in favor of taking our people marching south to Gondor, war, and ruin Maybe. Raise your hand. Raise. Yeah. Alwyn is caught up in the passion of it all, so she's gonna stand and slam her hands on the table. You do realize, though, that in doing this, there's a good chance you die. I do not believe anyone ever said I would live forever. You are not going to die before I die. Maybe before we join the battle, you give the crown to Dren. <laughs> I don't remember being crowned yet, though. I wouldn't be opposed to that if it only in the in the way that if the crown person needs to die. <laughs> I don't want to wear a crown, but if spare if my wearing a crown would spare Earl's life. I'll gladly, gladly wear a crown and die, so Earl can. Yeah, I remain don't even in know power. what we're really discussing. There is no crown. The Ethiod have never had a king, and I am certainly no king. Shut up! You're definitely a king of your people. Everybody thinks of you that way. The only people that don't are Arthurkins, drug-addled, idiot zealots outside the walls. Well, them and the wizard. Well, he's well. He's hardly a person, isn't he? 
Oh, there is the matter of the wizard, too. I suppose we must, uh, we'll have to give him some attention at some point as well. With any luck, Calling he's uh, simply realized he'll, he's getting nothing from us and will have moved on at his own accord. Just like Aldor said, uh, has told me before, calling an Aesir a person is like calling a cow a person. Or, exactly. Uh, it's the other I'm way sure around. Those are my exact words. No, it's like, it's like calling an Aesir a person is like calling a person a cow or a, a farm animal. It's like demoting them to a lower rank. He's not a person. He thinks in the span of aeons or whatever. We've got to take care of our people. He's looking at it like his own power over the span of centuries. Quite right. Um, I believe we've reached Speaking a decision. Speaking of taking care. Oh, yes, we just need to figure out what to do with our, our defenseless... Defenseless ones. I will rouse the guard and set up patrols for them as we travel. Quite right. I'm sure between uh, Kelwin and Frazen, and I'm sure between the two of you, you'll uh, come up with adequate means to protect those. But we have been putting much effort into teaching all of the defenseless among us to be able to defend themselves to, to some degree at least. There is scarcely a, a man or woman among us who does not know how to wield a blade with competency. Perhaps those less confident could hole up in a defensible position in a formation. That way, if anyone attacks them, they put up a fight. But they won't be in the direct line. It wouldn't be worth it for the enemies to attack them. That's quite possibly the best we can hope for at this point, until unless Kelwin and Frazen come up with something better. But in the meantime... I must ask all of you a favor. Yeah, there are a few villages in the surrounding rural areas um, that are yet uh, unaware of this situation, but have many capable riders among them. We must muster the Ethiod. All of you will have to take a small regimen. Uh, I trust the, the leadership of, of these uh, regiments to none other than than yourselves. Uh, ride separately, each off to um, a different village, and muster the forces of the Ethiod. Bring them back here to Framsburg, that we might consolidate our army as we prepare to move out. I just, I just thought of a very delightful way to say no to the wizard. I mean, Gondor has called Please for do. aid. Such a Please do. I apologize. Oh, uh, such a trifling thing as a as a little bauble that might or might not be here must wait. Unfortunately, he must understand many lives are at stake. She smiles for the first time uh, in the meeting and winks. Not a bad idea, Kellen. I've uh, Kellen. I have half a mind um, to put you to the task of letting the wizard down with the bad news. Oh, I have only just become... Uh, I have only just barely become decent at speaking to the refugees. I don't think I'm up to the task of speaking to the white wizard. No, Errol, we need your girl, your golden tongue for that. <laughs> I would hardly put it that way. Uh, but um, at 
this time I must ask all of you to make haste. If uh, Brondir uh, is right, time is of the essence. Each of you take your own regimen and uh, ride to the surrounding villages and see what forces you can muster. All right, I'm bringing three cloaks. She mutters to herself as she rushes out. <laughs> it is springtime. Don't die, right anybody. <laughs> okay. Um, so, riding off uh, to the villages, I'm just going to get everyone to roll a d12, please. I would I would ride with Kel Kelwin till our paths diverge and my village just rides in a different direction. Sure. Uh, D12? Yep, just a feet die roll from everyone. Okay. Seven. Seven from Kelwin, uh, one from... For... No, that was, that was off. Oh. <laughs> I didn't spell it right. It was ten. Sorry. Oh, yeah, ten from Frazen, six from Dren, and Aldor? Uh, okay. So I might just roll in for Aldor if he's not currently available. Do it. Do it. Yep. All right. Um, okay, so Frazen, Kelwin, and Aldor, I'll get you to roll an Inspire, Courtesy, or Persuade to see how much you can uh, drum up support from the villages you go to. Could it be perhaps awe? <laughs> You could do an awe, too. That would be fun. Yeah, Aldor, so an awe, courtesy, persuade, or inspire. So um, uh, Earl's got you going off to a village to try to drum up support and bring some troops back. Uh, I roll an awe of 16. Sure. I think it's awesome. Uh -oh. I rolled Gandalf, 28. Extraordinary success. Okay, awesome. Uh, 13, I'll, I'll burn off to bring that up. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Uh, so that's a and that would be a, a great success then. So that would be. Cohen, you'll come back with 120 soldiers, 120 riders. Um, Frozen will come back with 100, and Eldor will come back with 80. So that's just from the outlying villages, not the, not the soldiers that are currently at Framsburg. Um, now, Dren, you were the one who got the lowest roll there, I believe, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I had a sense. Um, so the village you arrived to is kind of weird at first, like, it's, you're walk, like, you're trotting your horse through the streets and it's, like, wide streets, like, just wind whistling through, you don't see a lot of people around, and then people start emerging from the doors really slowly and cautiously and you realize that you've actually been blocked in by them the entrance is blocked the way out the other end is blocked and the other thing that you notice is people start drawing back cloaks is that there's orcs among them as well oh. this village is no longer a village of the Ethiod, clearly um and out of the the um, the key the the hall in the center of town, uh, after this has gone on a while, just sort of playing this little cat and mouse game with all the uh, um, the orcs and and men uh, pinning you in, 
Osterkin steps out. And he begins uh, just making his way kind of casually, eating, you know, some kind of pretentious fruit or something, a pear or whatever, uh, as he's coming over. Um, and uh, he's got a bit of a cheeky smile on his face. Well, it's uh, my friend Dren. I was wondering if I'd ever get a chance to see you again. So, like, what is this? Like, is, you got me under a boot or whatever? Not at all. No intention of keeping you against your will. And no harm will come to you. Okay, We're good. Not a violent people. Unless because we have I to guarantee be. that if harm was going to come against me, you'd die first. <laughs> well, neither of uh, us want death, and neither of us want harm. So it seems you that... don't you don't want death or harm. Let's put that real honest. I'm Fine. not that concerned about my own safety. You're concerned about yours. You put yourself in a very dangerous situation standing up in front of me. Fine, I suppose you are correct. I can only speak for myself, but I assure you. You and your men will be allowed to go unharmed from this place. Now then. I had a little bird alight upon my shoulder this morning and tell a very interesting tale of some thoughts, of some uh, circumstances that have arisen in our beloved city of Framsburg. You were visited from a man far from the south. Were you not? I don't I don't respond, I just stare at him in the eyes and just wait for him to continue. Uh oh. Um the courtesy of course is to answer questions when asked. Never mind though. I already Okay know. No, okay. Fine. If you're going to invoke courtesy then yes, we had a visitor from the south, since this is, I guess, a noble, cordial court amongst orcs, men, and you. Quite right. And the courtesies of our people will be returned to the proper, uh, to, to their proper ways once we have what we want. At any rate, you can be part of helping me achieve that. I would like you to bring a message back to your little lordling. You see, I want Earl to know it was me. What, what are you even saying, you small man? Put it plainly. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, ever... Uh, not uh, not exactly the quickest witted amongst Earl's advisors, are you, Dren? No. I'm sure uh, you, you the got, others got, you... would have caught on already by now. Yeah, you drew the short straw. What do you want me to say exactly? Uh, but even the dullest among Earl's advisors can still be a willing mouthpiece to pass along my messages. Uh, the situation to the south... A man arrived to tell you ill tidings. An army pursues 
Gondor presses them to the north. Very soon, they will be pressed against a river from which they cannot escape. Perhaps they could hold there and survive, but what they do not know is that along the mountains there will be a surprise waiting for them. Another whole army, another force, this one of orcs. The Balkoth warriors to the south pressing them toward the river, the orcs fleeing down from the mountains from their western flank. The flanked army of Gondor, I'm afraid, will be no more. I want all to know it was me who arranged this surprise, waiting for the steward. So now the little lordling has a choice. He can disgrace his house by abandoning his alliances of old and let Gondor die and live with that shame. And we can wait a little longer. But he will not, will he? He will not say no to Kyrian. And when he leaves, he leaves for good. Framsburg belongs to us now. Tell your little lordling to take all his women and children with him if he, when he goes. Anyone left in the city will die. And I would hate if the little lordling would have the deaths of so many innocents on his conscience. Nothing left to say? Very well. There is nothing left hold to on, talk Hold about. on. Lore Master, I need to ask you a few questions very carefully. Lore Master, is there anybody amongst my riders that I have with me that are, cap are more capable rider than myself? Not really. So, there's nobody that I could send ahead while fighting this man to the death to get this message across and making sure that Othrakin dies right now. You're pretty sure that uh, in the state that you're all in right now, any action against Othrakin would result in all of your deaths. Not even one rider escaping. Probably not. Like the four, you're, you're flanked. There's no getting through. Like you just really can't even couldn't even pick up enough speed with the distance you have to, you know, have have impact to get through the crowd. So my pulse has been pounding in my ears. My options are: leave this man's alone and deliver the message to Earl that he orchestrated this, and that what is the ultimatum exactly? There's no real ultimatum. He just wants um, Earl to know that Framsburg is is his now. He's he knows that Earl's going to leave, and the city's his, and he wants Earl to know that um, he at least partially helped um, add to the, the the threat to Gondor. He Dren will look at Arthurkin and go, "Thank you." for detailing the entirety of the enemy plan to me and my lord. If there was any possible scenario here, or I could bring you my friend Aldor, your head on a pike, 
I wouldn't be doing that. But I will take your little message to my lord and in goodwill not kill you today and take me and my men along if that is what you want. I believe you've described what I want quite well. You were paying attention. That's good. Okay. Good. Alright. I'll see you later. No, you won't. I will. And Eldor will be, will be with me. But that's a, that's a, that's a matter for a different day. <laughs> Very well, then. If that is the case, then I will look forward to that day. Goodbye now. Back to your little lordling. Quick question. Do you have any kids or a wife? <laughs> if you do not know that already, then the eyes of the stones of Framsburg are blinder than even I thought. That's cool. We'll drag it from you later. I'll see you later, Othriki. I hope that you die in a shitter. Till, till we meet again. And I'll take my men and leave. As you uh, press through the crowd, you can tell that the orcs at least don't want to part. Like, they're like, you know, why, why are we letting these guys go? They just don't get it. Um, uh, but the uh, <laughs> but the the men among them, you know, seem to be able to enforce Africans' um, instructions enough to, mm. you know, get them to move out of the way at least, and um, they let you pass in peace. <laughs> Dren will just literally just like like just the vanguard his forces out of the town. Not there is no fear in his body at all. He is unflappable in this scenario, ready to lay down his life at a moment, no knowing that he'll call, he'll cough, he will literally by himself cough, cause Othrakin's operation so much harm that he is not worried about a single thing this man says. Okay. But he will, he will head back home. Okay, fair enough. And you are allowed to. Uh, you do notice that, like, uh, Along the way, you're kind of being followed by a few riders, but they don't give you any trouble. Um, he he constantly stays at the rear of his army, just kind of like just like you know turning his steed sideways and looking at them as if they wander a little bit too close sure. to the rear of his army or not army his 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 contingent yeah. army is the wrong word. Sure, I mean they don't they don't get you know particularly close, but they're also not trying to like hide. You know. Yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah, we will uh, end our session there today as Dren gets back to Framsburg to uh, relate these very frustrating details back to the group. Um, thanks, everybody, for your time today. I had a lot of fun this session, and uh, it was fun to meet your eight years later characters and see all the changes they've gone through. Cool. We'll uh, see you next week, everyone. <laughs>